welcome back to another episode of Real Chumps, where chatting about movies feels like hanging out with friends. I'm your host, Marcel, and with me is my co-host, Danny. This week, we're discussing the 2013 film Man of Steel, directed by Zack Snyder, with screenplays by David S. Goyer, story by Goyer, and Christopher Nolan, starring Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Michael Shannon, Kevin Costner, Russell Crowe, and Diane Lane. I was going to continue to add more names to this. That way and just, could, just, just keep, keep going, going and see how long, <laughs> how how long you could go. <laughs> Uh, I sure felt that way. Uh, Can we just talk about, for a quick second, this freaking movie was stacked. Super stacked. I mean... I forget. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, This last time when Lawrence Fishburne came on as as Perry White, I was like, that's right. He's so good in this. He's so good. Oh, man. This movie is... I'm so excited to be discussing it, especially with Flash coming right up around the corner. Yeah. So so, uh, we're, we're coming up... On its 10-year anniversary release, so big deal, big deal. And I've been low-key. I think one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast with you was to talk <laughs> about this movie. It only took 16 episodes. <laughs> no, I think just mainly we'll we'll get into it. But like, uh, I think whether you like this movie or not, there's a lot of strong opinions out there. Yes, and I wanted to talk about it in a safe space. <laughs> Where no one's going to come at me for either liking it or not liking it. Yes, I, f- I think it's fair. So This is a safe space for, for you to talk and for me to talk and for you to send us a message. Yes, let us know. Okay, question of the day. Out of all the super, uh, Superman superhero or villains, supervillains, which supervillain would you love to see uh, on screen? Brainiac. Oh, yes. I've been waiting for Brainiac, man. I just, a good Brainiac. A good Brainiac. Mm. Well, I mean, we haven't really had one on on like movies in in film. We've had them like in TV and TV whatever. and whatnot. Brainiac would be killer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you if you've ever read the uh, is it J.J. Abrams script that he wrote like in two thousand or maybe it was like no. two thousand one. Anyways, it was he was originally gonna do Superman. F- it was titled Superman Flyby, and it was like a it was a trilogy. Is this the Nicolas Cage? <laughs> no, that's that's Tim Burton's Batman, oh, that's Superman. Right. That's right. Um, but uh, in that one, yeah, actually, the villain was uh, I think it was villain or Brainiac in that one. But um, it's it's interesting. I, I was reading the script, the Superman Flyby by J.J. Abrams. It could it could have been. It, it's very interesting. Yeah. Like, in where, that, do you, where do you read your scripts? I just look them up online. You just look them up online. Have you heard of the Blacklist? No. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, like the the blacklist that Hollywood has for like movies that aren't yes. produced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can go to these scripts. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yep. That's a. That you don't know about that. That's a great place resource if you want to like study up on scripts. Um. Yeah. Also, yeah, like there are scripts available for people. That's something that like they didn't talk about in college. Like I went to a degree. I went. I got a digital media degree, mm-hmm. and I don't like. I don't even when people. I don't know how often people are like going in and trying to find scripts but they're available they're available yeah and highly you know beneficial to like read through because like you know i often when i write scripts like i don't write very often um and i it, part of it is because i think um my brain is so wired as like a um, visual like like or, director editor uh-huh. right or a producer director editor not like um not as a writer yeah and I think part of that is because, like, a lot of films actually don't have a ton of, like, like, at least from from the scripts that I've read, don't have a lot of, like, they don't have, the, you know, what's it, what do they call it? The, the description portion. 
where like it's just a lot it's a lot of just dialogue back and forth mm-hmm. they set the area and they have a little bit of context but then the rest of it is just like dialogue because dialogue. that's that's what it is yeah and it's up to, and it's just it, it's a reminder really, really what it comes down to it's a reminder of how much the filmmaking process can be shaped by the writer then the director then the editor uh i mean sorry directors and actors um studio budget uh, as well as uh, post-production and like that whole, like it's it's a literally a huge just thing of yeah. like trying like that's why i like the, i really we've we, we i really love writer directors because they get to then put that what they've already written to that to life not to say that like other options aren't good but it's there is that that like um it's not originality but like the like the the cr- love of the craft is like then carried over by that same person. Mm, I see what you mean. Yeah. Right. Like I don't. I don't what is it? It's it's that ability to just like from from inception to creation to like visualization, and it's all owned by an individual, right? right? Uh, last week we talked about uh, "Come On, Come On," yeah. and I was listening to an interview by Mike Mills because he wrote and directed that, and he was talking about like how hard it is for for him to be a writer and director. Yeah. Because, and he he was saying he's like you know when I'm just a when I'm just the director, I'm bouncing ideas off of the writer, and he's bouncing or he or she is bouncing ideas off of me, and and then we together come to a cohesive direction of what we want. But when it's just me, he's like, I think it sounds good on paper, but then when I put it on on screen, then he, he, he at least for him he says he's always second guessing himself. Um, but you know, I, I think there is there is something powerful about a writer director right oh i just think it's, there's something powerful about the filming it's like literally if we don't get something written and if you're not writing something and you're not f- then shooting something and then not and then not editing something and not delivering something mm-hmm. you're not growing because like just doing one part does not mean that you've completed yeah because uh, films are rewrites literally every single oh yeah every single portion is a rewrite because it, you know, like whether that be handed off to a director, they have a whole portion. Anyways, sorry, really long. <laughs> <so> no, <laughs> well, but that's part of the problem right now we're seeing with the writer strike, right? Is that yes. everything is on hold because when you su- when you submit a, a script, that's not, like that doesn't mean it's it's done. There's still rewrites happening on set, and that's why all these movies and TV shows have to pause because they can't continue. No, and I think like we're week, I think three. Mm-hmm. I think we're like a, a four week four now. I think, yeah. Anyways, um, we're we're like the writer strike is still happening, and more importantly, like writing is so important for like this the setup. And I think this move the movie that we're gonna want to discuss with the Man of Steel, I like there are some lines in here that definitely are not some of the best. <laughs> I mean, I remember I was watching last night and I was like, ooh, that was like eh, subpar, par, subpar. But you know what it is. Is that the acting then brings brings it home? Okay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like the commitment of the actors, the commitment of like the the scale of this film for like this like for their world mm-hmm. brings home some of the like somewhat crappy cheesy lines. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, what's your answer though? What oh yes. what villain okay. do you want to see? Um, I would love to see. Uh, Doomsday. Well, we did get Doomsday. I, I think I wanted a different Doomsday. Yeah, uh, no, I think th- we all wanted a different Doomsday. Yeah, we did. Um, 
No, uh, there's the purple guy. I can never remember. In in Superman the animated series, there was like this purple guy. Uh, Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. I think Parasite would be a great. Parasite would be really good. I forget how much I love Superman because I don't know what, because Batman's freaking Bamf. And, uh, <laughs> but Superman, I don't know. There's something about Superman that just, as an immigrant, yeah, I think I connect with, and I always, like, it. It's, it's weird, but I do forget it. Because, like, you kind of, like, when everyone thinks of Superman, you think of an all-American hero. But, but he's not. Superman is the is the all time uh, immigrant. All time immigrant. Yeah, we forget that. And yeah, I, I think that's why I love Superman. <laughs> We're gonna get into it. Let's just jump into this, it. We'll get into oh, it. Look, like he he's great. Uh, a couple of years ago, it was the hundred year anniversary. Mm-hmm. I did a, a very touching tribute on Instagram about Superman and like why he's my favorite like comic book character. And mm-hmm. I, and and I think that can be a cop out for a lot of people. Like, okay, Superman. But like, <clears throat> no, I think that there's there is such a unique growth to the character as the ultimate immigrant, and what it means for him to uh, assimilate and integrate into a culture, into a society, to love it, to protect it, but continue to maintain his own roots. Right? His his own roots. His I like that he looks and he sees the the ultimate. The, the blessings of coming to this the, to be to have the blessings of the country but yet realize that there could that something could be better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know um have you seen god uh, uh is it justice league gods and monsters it, it's like an alternate version of the of the dc superheroes i think i have um superman actually gets picked up by mexican immigrants oh, in that okay. one and he has a very different he he does not um he kills Okay. He has. He doesn't ha- like. There's definitely a more of a like. Uh, the way he grew up is you know is different, um, and I don't know. Necess- it's just like because of like what he saw as like an actual like a Mexican immigrant, like a Mexican immigrant. Um, versus like a white you know mm-hmm. uh, immigrant, which neither here nor there. It's just, the, but like I think it's like it's interesting. And then we have Red Sun. If you read mm-hmm. Red mm-hmm. Sun, one of the f- yeah one of the best all time comics ever. Uh, if you haven't read it, definitely check it out. Um, again, I think all of it just like he is the ultimate immigrant, and I think what what I've always kind of cherished or like loved about Superman is the his perspective of like life, his his like what his his moral code, mm-hmm. what his like, um, and figuring out what that means for him. Yeah, and and. What it means to him and how he goes about sticking to that code, right? Yeah. What he go? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Because, because he, yeah, there's many times where he's challenged, where his morals and values are challenged, um, and we see that a lot in this movie. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, this movie nails that. Yeah, um, and and it's great to see how his approach and the in, internal struggle about it, um, and and committing to to those values. But yeah, I love Superman, man. Um, me too. Let's talk about the the like the fact that this is this was like an the the reboot. This I mean like it uh, what was the what did you, did you did you do the research on what the breakdown between the last Superman movie and the Superman of how many years? Yeah, so the one the previous one was Superman Returns, yeah. directed by um I just forgot his name. Yeah, uh, from from the X-Men movies. Um and 
and started start it started Brendan Routh. I think that came out in two thousand five. That does sound right. Um, but, yeah, I think two thousand five. Yeah, and then and then this came out two thousand thirteen. So you've got a eight year, eight year, yeah, yeah. eight year. And break then now. I would say even before when with Superman Returns, there was like even a bigger. Yeah. So even before, I mean, the last one was seventy no seventy eight. I think so. Something like that. Yeah. And and not just that, but like you had again, we talked about this. You had J.J. Abrams tried to write one in in the early two thousands, Superman Flyby. You had Tim Burton who also tried to write one in the night. Even got into set, got into production, pre- yeah. um, pre production and, and and set design and everything. Uh, you also had in two thousand seven. So after Superman Returns, you had George Mill George Miller who wanted to do the Justice League. Okay. And that movie also got into pre-production, costume fitting, uh, very close. And then, yeah, it, uh, part of the, that writer's strike. Shut it down. Uh, shut it down. And then you've had, yeah, you've had so many attempts at getting Superman. And then in, in this case, then obviously the success of Christopher Nolan, David Goyer, Give uh, gave them that kind of push push and, and confidence in the studio to try it again i think do you feel that the the reboot of superman or the attempt to like bring superman to the main screen is harder f- like w- do you feel like it's harder to bring superman to the to, to, to film yes w- what is it about superman i think I think if, if, if I were to write a Superman, yes, we, we've talked about like the values, the, right. the humanity of this alien character, right? That we can all relate to. But when you get to, when you get to the action, to, to the deeper analysis of it, how do you write a character that is essentially invulnerable, right? Yeah. How, do you, how do you give him those conflicts, not emotional conflicts, but also physical conflicts that, keeps an audience engaged and wanting to 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 see their their growth it's very different from when you see it in a comic book and and you can get away with certain elements but when you're adapting a book a comic book and putting into live action that's where it gets challenging i i mean yeah i i definitely think that that it's definitely that has a huge aspect to it. And if you look even like at Brian, Brian Singer, uh, Superman Returns, right? Yeah. He, that, that's a very, like, that's a, that's a slow burner. Like that movie, it like is really focus on, on, on the human emotional aspect of the character. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and it's got some good moments and, and yeah. this conflict of him leaving Earth and leaving Lois behind, coming back to see how she has progressed and moved mm. on without him. And not just him, but how Earth as a whole has moved on without Superman. And, and I think that's such a unique element. Um, but it's, it's, that was a slow movie. And not only was it slow, but like it, just, it lacked the action sequences, in my opinion. It lacked the wow. Yeah. You've you got a good point. I want, and I think this is why Superman, they've tended to stick to television. Because they can do minimal action add more human conflict or struggles. Yeah. Um, and people are committed because they want to, they, they, they love the character mm-hmm. of Superman. Yeah. Right. I haven't watched any of Superman and Lois. Um, I've seen the first season. Have you, did you like it? I actually liked it. I, I, I liked it because it's a, it's a, it's a, this is a Superman that's married, has kids. 
he's in a much different phase of his life. And so we're seeing a character that's very, I don't want to say very different to the comic books, but he's in a different stage in his life. And, and, and that's where, that's where that humanity and, and that emotional struggle comes into play. So I've, I feel like that. I haven't seen season two or I think they're in three now. I think they're on three. I know that a lot of people, I haven't watched it. Uh, I think part of it just cause, um, um, I'm a, I just like it's part of the Arrowverse. I, honestly, I think those shows are a little. I know they they can you know it's TV, but like <laughs> they they really tried to do the best they could, in in and they've done a really pretty good job and make and there's a huge fan base for those shows. Um, it sucks being it's television, so they have a different budget, and so like there's that. But um, I feel like they've done a really phenomenal job, and I and I'm I'm a little sad that I haven't watched it because. Um, I mean, there was an old, old show with Kent and Lois, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was like more like sitcom-y. Superman and Lois. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Anyways, uh, <laughs> super. Anyways, I just, but you know, it's funny because like we, I like, they've tried to reboot it so many times with TV shows. And I don't know what, I don't know if it's because like he is Superman. So as like a, a superhero, he's always going to try to, he's going to, he's going to find a way to, to beat the, you know, uh, you know, this, he fights pretty strong uh, villains and or villains that are like you know impacting. He's trying to balance like not just completely destroying, which is something in this movie. Just <laughs> really, I wanted to get into, but um, that you know, it's the humanity. It's the fact that like he's still just even though he's he's an immigrant, he still battles very similar struggles that we we as just real. Peasants. Real human, real peasants, <laughs> real, mortals. Real, real mortals. Uh, deal with, right? Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Did, did you did you watch this one like in theaters when it came oh, out? Oh, I sure did. Yeah. Okay. It was phenomenal. What, what do you remember? Like, what was that experience for you? Um, I was. I remember being super pumped for yeah. uh, Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. I thought spot on casting, in my opinion. Um, I feel like the voice, his, I, I think. Persona wise, he he did a phenomenal job. Um, I I actually uh, I remember thinking how much of a different um, like start to a superhero film. Like, I mean, I was thinking that maybe they would go with um, some of the like Superman animated uh, series kind of or like comic book like things. And the more I've watched it, I've really appreciated that they had they didn't they they mm-hmm. they took their own little take. And they they brought him as like a person who's who's lost, um, and I remember thinking that I'm like, oh man, he's he's just like what is he, he's just what is, he's just traveling, trying to figure out life, figuring out what to do, where he fits, um, and um, more important, I just remember thinking, how does a freaking city come back from this <laughs> giant battle? This is wild. It was massive destruction. Like, and watching it in theaters was was crazy. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, like just thinking, like, yo, um, it makes sense. Like, I'm like, yeah, this is really what freaking a battling Superman would be like. Like, if you had two Supermen battling each other, like, there would be no, like all of it. And and one of them doesn't even care. He just wants to destroy you, right? Like, right. he's not gonna be like, hey, let's fly out to the desert no. and like let's battle this out, right? No, no. What I mean, like, probably like, it was like thirty-five buildings just got demolished. 
at least man. you know how you know like i mean i just think about uh you know i think like, i mean i think about 9-11 like with all those things that are like i think i know maybe some people don't like some of this but i really love Lawrence fishburne there's some moments in in like the like the the newspaper office mm-hmm. that i'm like they should have left their building earlier yeah <laughs> i'm like what the heck why are they just leaving now <laughs> but i think what i appreciated now more than i did back when i because when i first watched it, it was like superman just freaking going ham like this is <laughs> insane uh and now I, f- I feel like i really appreciate the small little like human touches yes <clears throat> yes I, I so when i first watched it um i saw it in theaters opening night yeah. and it was such a fun experience in the sense that like even that last scene when he s- snaps his his neck dude <sighs> i you know those moments like when you're in theaters and like you're all like in the same journey, yes. like like Avengers when when he picks yes. up when when Captain America picks up the 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 hammer, right? Thor's like hammer. everyone was like we were all in it together. I missed that so right? much. <laughs> this was one of those opportunities. This is one of those moments where I kid you not, at least my showing. No, I remember. You could hear a pin drop. Yeah, when he snapped that, and like there were a, pe- a couple people in the audience where you just heard them go. Like yeah. gasp, like oh, he did that, you know, and you could hear a pin drop. We were all shocked by it. That scene, watching it again, even today or last night when I watched it, uh-huh. I still, I hold my breath. Yeah, it's, it's because you don't know Superman, no Superman in the comics. I feel like to me, to me, I feel like what they did, what Zack Snyder brought to to, to film. Um, what uh, uh, Goyer brought to the screenplay was was needed. It needed to happen for for us to understand him, understand Superman yeah. as like he that he made a decision to say, "I don't want, I don't want this world to be destroyed," mm-hmm. but I also don't want to. I don't want to like. I don't want to be that bad guy, but there's no, there was no, he, to him, there was no other option. And it was like, he went there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And I think to me, like that is, you don't, it doesn't happen much anymore. No, we, we, and we've talked about this with other, uh, Marvel movies. In our lost episode. (laughs) In our lost episode. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, but like even, we've talked about it with that and like, there was too much of a safety net with that man, right? Like you're not pushing your characters to, 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 to their fullest, to their, to, to a breaking point. Right. Whereas here we, we took Superman there. Yeah. And he broke in the sense that he had to snap him in order to save a family in order to, for him to, to stick to, to what he felt was morally right. Yes. Right. And, and I love the scene earlier I, I love that we get Superman's like childhood through flashbacks. Yes. I, I, I love that aspect. I do too. Um, but there's the scene where he's getting bullied like at a at a junkyard, right? And he and the police are at him and they look back, the dad's there, they walk away, and, and Jonathan Ken comes over and says, like, are are you okay? You know they can't hurt me. That's not what I mean. Yes. Like, are you fine? Right? And and there's something that Jonathan Kent says. He's like, oh, did I write it down? 
Um, I should have wrote it down. I was gonna. I wanted to. He says. I think he says something to the fact that he says something along the lines of like whether you're good or whether you're bad. Right now, like what you choose will impact. Yeah, like yeah, like you have to choose who, what kind of man you're gonna be, whether that's good or bad, and whoever that man, whoever you choose to grow up to be, is gonna have major implications on this world, right? Yes. Dude, that, Kev, okay. Kevin Costner is great. Dude, I, I forgot. F- he's in. Like, I love. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm still recovering. I. <laughs> he's a recovering coffer. <laughs> I am still recovering from being sick. Uh, sorry. Uh, no, you're fine, dude. Um, Costner as Kent as as uh, inspired, dude. Inspired Costner. There's something about his voice. There's something about his series. I truly love. The Guardian. It's got mm. Ashton Kutcher, Kevin Costner, and they're the the Coast Guard. I freaking will also a movie that I'll cry every single time in. I've never seen it. You've never I, seen I, The I, Guardian? <laughs> Your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm shook, dude. I've no You've of it. never seen The Guardian? I've never seen we're it. We're gonna we're gonna stop this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go watch it and come back. Look, look, for me, I... Oh, I'm, hold on, I gotta recover. Let me go. <laughs> I, I'm just... I love Kevin Costner. And, and <laughs> your, your guardian for... You know, your, your feelings towards the guardian about Kevin Costner is mine with Dream of Fields. Yo, yeah, okay, great. Also a great movie. I cry every time with Dream of Fields. Yes. Like, like, like it's a good, like, Father's Day movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like... He's so great and, and so believable as, as as Jonathan Kent. He, you know what it is. I think that he, Costner, he he brings a performance that is sincere. Mm-hmm. Like he the like he's sincere. He, and not only that, but like the like, yeah, just the way he interacts with the the young Kent with the young Kent, yeah, with Clark, young Clark, right? It is just. Because we, we only see him interact once with Henry Cavill. Yes. Which is during the tornado scene. Yes. Everything else is with younger Clark. And he is so good at just being that, like, father figure. And I don't know. Like, I, I look at him. I'm like, yeah, this, this, this is a father. This is a man who, who has these concerns about what's going to happen when the world finds out about you. Yeah. Right? And, and, and like, wanting to protect him. But has this internal conflict that he's meant for something greater. I'm just not sure that I'm ready for the world to know that. Yeah. This is the, the quote. You're not just anyone. One day you're going to have to make a choice. You have to decide what kind of man you want to grow up to be. Whatever the, the man is, good character or bad, it's going to change the world. Yeah. I, some people might argue that this movie was just like too big right at the gate. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Some people might kind of say like each like it was just a freaking smashing fest, and uh, but I I think that this quote is the quote that determines is the that like is the one line that helps encapsulate the film. Yeah. You yeah. look at Zod, and you look at Clark, right, and those that's the two sides of the coin, right? Zod says he's like I was bred. Mm-hmm. I, I was, was bio, 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 biologically engineered. engineered. 
to for this, right? Yeah. I have no moral uh, code. No other purpose. And my people are gone. Yeah. He has nothing left to for that. And to me, there's something... I You know, I, I've debated with this film whether they made the right choice bringing General Zod in the first one and causing such such havoc or if it was truly like the it had to be these level of stakes for it to to for for us to un, to feel an emotion for for superman for clark to feel an emotional like struggle yeah for the scene when he when he kills zod mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i i think the more i watch this film as on, on when i rewatch it this movie is rewatchable and you get some more and more things and more and more do I realize, do I want, I, I want the characters, whether that be in the first one or whether that be in the third one, I want the arc for me to feel like they are, they've come to a point where they have to, they're, they're making one of the biggest decisions that shapes who they are for the rest of like for the, like the, for who them they are as character. Yeah. Yeah. Rocket, uh, in Guardian of the Galaxy, they did that with that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and with Quill. Yeah, yeah. In in that one, okay. Um, I think we didn't get that with Iron Man, in the sense of his trilogy, mm-hmm. but we got that with the end of the of the Infinity Saga. Yeah. Is it the same? Mm, it's just a different way of doing it. But I think that's the reason why it was so impactful for us. This is why I, and listeners and viewers. Tune in next week. Next week, we're doing a full breakdown of Warner Brothers and the DCEU. And like, <clears throat> what went well, what went wrong? How did we end up to this point where it's getting rebooted? But, so listen in. But this is where I'm struggling. This is where I continue to struggle with this with this adaptation is that we didn't get that um, that, that three-story arc. Yeah. Yeah. And because, yes, I, I agree with people. Like, this Superman isn't the Superman that you know. Um, he's a bit more brooding, right? He's struggling. He's having those internal struggles, which is fine. I think I think there was intentions to eventually get to, whether that was in a Man of Steel sequel, a proper sequel, not a Batman versus Superman right. movie. Um, and then maybe even in the third movie, this... Getting getting that growth that we see in like a rocket or or a Peter Quill, there's just so much untapped and untouched potential here that we didn't get. Yeah, and and not not that this movie that that's I love watching this movie because there's so many seats that were planted. We get those payoffs. We get Clark and Superman's growth and his understanding, but there was so much more still. Um, that would have been fleshed out in other movies had Warner Brothers not rushed. And we'll talk about this next week. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Had they not rushed to, to force a Justice League movie. I mean, not only that, but to like, I mean, the they didn't look at this as like a, an actual universe. They just like, they just wanted to make the films. We as the society actually made it uh, DCEU. Execs. Yes and no. And we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. We've got, we've got okay. a lot of details. But <clears throat> anyway... Um, yeah, I, I want to talk a little bit about that introductory, that prologue on Croton. Oh, oh dude, I love it. I love it. I, <laughs> nothing, but here's the thing. Nothing makes sense. Like you, you have this society that like, 
they live off of it's very like nature like inspired or, organic, archi- organic yeah. architecture and technology but like still like you have that pinpoint art where you see like how they tell their stories or or even like the like the little robot that tells yeah uh Jor-El everything yet like it's all organic and like if i want to go to the movies or or get anywhere i have to get haraka to like i his dragonfly buddy to like fly me anywhere like it's just it's a society that's just it's bonkers it's beautiful i'm all for it and i would love just a crypt a krypton movie in this universe like i would love a jor-el movie dude russell crowe incredible so uh, nailed the perf- here's 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 what I love about this film. I just truly appreciate that they decided to go with something unique. Yeah, we we get the same like we get in the comic books and in the TV show in the in animated series. It's always like they have they're like they're an advanced society, but they're trying to save this child and they're, they're going. I love the fact that like there's this that we get the fact that it's like every person was engineered for a purpose. I love that 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 like as a society they've lost their way, and um and there's like the like nature versus nurture, mm-hmm. and uh and, I, and, and 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 just eight choice agency right agency. They, they, they they've lost that yeah and like that like what comes from that because like they can't he you know Jorel's Jake you've lost your way and this the, our world's gonna die. And you can't see it. Mm-hmm. And and again, uh, something I've always loved about all Superman stories is just this advanced race, but the the, the stupid bureaucrats that that <laughs> it's their their choice why this society is at its end, right? Like yes. they're 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 dumb, they're stupid, and and just the boggling of, of bureaucracy that leads to its demise. I mean, literally, like I just that whole sequence. I forget every single time I watch this film, I get caught up in like Clark's arc, his mm-hmm. story, his like him trying, his brooding, trying to figure out what the heck he's trying to do with his life, um, and his guilt from like wanting to do something but not saving his dad. Yeah. Um, that that, but it opens. It's like twenty minutes. I it's, it's it's a solid yeah it's like a solid Tony Tony it's, like, it's, yeah. it's like a it's a full like it's like a prologue in the sense that it's like it's part of that movie like, oh yeah and I know a lot of I think a lot of people didn't criticize that scene like we're Superman like what are we doing here no I love it dude it was I forgot about the freaking flying is like I love when he takes off Haraka. his arm <laughs> and like I know <laughs> like I love Haraka man dude he's so good I love that he like he like uh he he goes to like the the like genetic tubes and he's going to go find the codex. Uh-huh. Freaking, he takes off his suit. He's got the black. He's got suit, the one C on. And then he jumps in. He comes out and he's just freaking explosion. He, jumping off the side. Haraka comes and gets him, but he's all damaged. And he's like, no, it's gonna be okay. But but and going back to that concept of like the, a society that has just been you know engineered for a purpose, right? You need yeah. a scientist. So here comes Jor-El, right? Yeah. Jorel's dad was who knows what he was, but hey, you know what? We need a scientist. Your son's gonna be a scientist. Boom, here you go, right? I love the fact that, which is I think in my mind, um, the the reason why like Jorel gets away with everything is that he took time throughout his life 
to learn how to fight. Like he was he was born to be a scientist, not be a combat fighter. Yet he knows how because of his choice, his ability to use his agency and learn and be something more than what he was created for. Yeah. Right. And so I think like that's what like in my in my opinion, my head canon. When, when he just pulls out the guns and he's taking out the soldiers, I think people are caught off guard by that because yeah. he, he's not, that's not what he was designed to be. And why they didn't go in shooting. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, the th- and, and like, because they're a society that you, you do, you're going to listen, you're, they're going to try to, if I, if a commander general, if General Zod comes in and they say, come in and give me this thing, they're going to do it. Yeah. Because they're, you know, like, well, I'm going to obey, I'm going to, you know, whatever. There is no, like, Hey, no, I, there's a better way. No, Jorel and his wife, uh, uh, I can't remember her name. Anyways, but Laura, Laura, just that sequel, I think to me, it sets, it just does a wonderful job at send at setting. Cause, cause like, I think what, what other Superman films have done, have done poorly is set up the, like who they were. We get, we get like in, in like the original Superman with the, uh, Christopher Reeves, Christopher Reeves. We get Superman, and he's got the you know his uh, his Fortress of Solitude, mm-hmm. and he connects with his family, and we know that like they learn, he learns a lot about his family. But like oftentimes, it's not something that like is portrayed a ton in the sense of like comic book understanding. And I think that's like they they realize that this is an opportunity for them to like shape who his parents were, and then so that when he does go and discover them, that he gets. He can see that he they were they were they were good people just like his father and mother on Earth were. Yeah, and and it also gives us that opportunity. I, I think you know there, there's lots of skits about this, um, about the fact that why why didn't Jorel and Lara get on the ship and go with him, right? And I love Jorel's explanation. Like we we are a product of a failed society. Do yes, right? Like in order for just just as I am as much as your mother is, right? Like. In order for our for our legacy to continue, our society to thrive, like we had to stay. Yeah. Like we we are the reason why we destroyed our own world, right? And so I I, I like that um, that that commentary of we're gonna start afresh. You are that hope and that new light, so to speak. We can't we can't come with you because of the of the baggage we carry, right? Yeah. Well, and then not only that, but then when when Clark interacts with him, yeah, as like this like sentient like uh, I don't know anecd- like droid or like <laughs> hologram hologram yeah yeah of like of you know him re- like him trying to explain look we wanted we did want you we wanted you to to have to learn under and and grow from them and see what was good so that one day our people and their people can could coexist. So was that his plan all along? Was was Jorel's plan all along to not obviously not invade Earth, but to find a habitable a habitable planet where Kryptonians and and whatever planet it was could coexist? I think so. I mean he was a scientist. He didn't he I mean, he took the codec, right? If he if it was just his son, he you know, like especially in this adaptation, um, that he wanted something better for his people, mm-hmm. and like you said, you know, it, he was a part of a failed society, and for his son to 
to be saved and to have the potential to be the savior of his people, but also be like, uh, uh, because they he, they knew that that the Earth had a, a young son mm-hmm. that he would be able to be some, like he would be a god among them. Yeah. Right. But then we, but I, and to some degree, I think he he sided with Jonathan uh, Kent's like ideal that like this was something that he would have to like on his own figure out how to like being the, this ideal person or like be this person that was invulnerable, you know, invincible. I mean, and be a miracle. Some people would look at him as a God. Um, but at the end of the day, have to try to navigate, like understanding like, Hey, we have, I have people that mm-hmm. I can bring back and why Zod's impact and his decision to destroy the, the, the ship, the ship at the end. Right. I, I, I think that's always what I, because he he now then goes, I guess. He chooses again that that theme of choice. He chooses to not follow through with with Jor-El's plan. Yeah. At in the end, and and you have the the birthing chamber that gets destroyed, um, <clears throat> and and so. Going back to that 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 quote from Jonathan Kent, like, you will have to make a choice, and that's going to have you know ramifications implications good or bad for this for this planet for this earth um and i i love that concept of, of choice and I, I i really enjoyed that they they added that into the mythos of this kryptonian society that has lost yes to a degree their agency their ability to to function outside of what they were created for um and, and it's so cool again going back to krypton it's so cool like yeah, the crystal like aesthetic from like the Christopher Reeves and like in the comic books, like it's it's cool and all, but like this is not and and it's such a like you said, it's such a great way to introduce a different tone and mindset to this version of, of Superman. I love, I personally love it, and 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 I I think well like he, he they hired a linguist to, like create a language for it, and a lot of it is like on like transcribed on mm-hmm. his S right, so like a lot of thought. <laughs> went into into like the creation of krypton and i just think it's it's underappreciated oh dude 100 underappreciated 100%. i love this 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 prologue so to speak i which I, to me there's something so you have in the notes like the some of the things of like the choice i i think that like the idea of the his his clark's journey of self-discovery and making choices and feeling like he doesn't have a destiny but then finding that there was there there was a purpose for him and him trying to come to acceptance and to like introduce himself into like the world where the entire world like the entire world is now like okay you are this they want you we're going to hand you over and have that as like a human like him as just like a, like a human on earth mm-hmm. realizing that the entire world is like you got to hand yourself over like, how could you not feel betrayed? Right. And not just think like, I've tried to be good. I've tried to do good my entire life. And, and, and perhaps not necessarily betrayed, but get the, get the confirmation that you're really not Ooh, yeah. one, yeah, of, one yeah. of them, right? You're right, yeah. Because throughout this whole movie, he's struggling. He's not yeah. sure. Like, he, he, he's trying to figure out who he is. He doesn't fit in. He's different. And then for society for earth to say like no you got to turn yourself in then that's that's the that's the kicker to to him that okay yeah i really am 
not. Even though he goes and visits a priest and the priest tells him, you just have to take a, a, a leap of faith. The trust happens after. Yeah. Right? And, and I think that's for him saying like, okay, I've never fit in. I don't know if they like me here. They're telling me to turn myself in. Clearly, they don't like me. I'm still going to take a leap of faith and see what happens. But he also like understands that he's like, look, I don't, I also don't, I can't trust uh, people of earth yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to do this thing and I do think I have to take a leap of faith, but it doesn't mean that my leap of faith has to be completely like with, what's the word I'm trying to like think about? It's like, trying to understand like he he's tau- he understands that there he needs to take that leap but at the same time he needs he wants to help provide them the opportunity for them to take a leap yeah <clears throat> because i love that line that he says the priest is telling him like or he tells the priest like i don't think i trust yeah. the people of this earth yeah like i don't to do the right to thing to do the right thing right and and i love that conflict from a from a young superman right <sighs> Yeah, we'll we'll get. We didn't, but the idea was we'll get to the point where Superman is loved and 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 yeah. you know, um, and he has a an appreciation for the people, the people for him. But this Superman at this point doesn't have that right, and he doesn't trust the people, which is fine. Yeah, we'll get that trust there later. I I th- this movie they really it, it's it's tragic. Um, Amy Adams. As Lois Lane, awesome. Truly, I think helped bring the humanity, the the hope for Clark in her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Her character as a journalist trying to seek the truth, trying to find this mysterious man who saves her, who like you know that like, but also like part of this you know he's not of this earth. Um. And then doing the work and then finding him um, and having their conversation. And then like them not fully giving us the full disclosure on like what was agreed upon mm. between the two. Even though we know, but like there was something else that was like, you know, there was like a kindred of, of understanding. Yeah. And then having it completely ripped under under them and her, you know, thrust into the limelight of like, okay, she's the one that is the gatekeeper for this individual. Right. Um. Amy Adams' performance, highly, I don't know if it's underrated, but like, I don't think she gets enough credit for this. She is so good in this. <clears throat> she brings, like you said, that humanity and pulls that, uh, that yeah, that humanity out of out of Clark, right? And she is so good at delivering her her emotions, her yeah. her depth to her character. Yeah, right? there's a lot that that goes without being said to us as the audience. But we believe it because there's that she she brings such a sincerity and, and honesty honestness to to Lois. Yeah, I think she's awesome. Yeah, I I'm 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 like truly sad that they just jumped right into Batman vs Superman. Yeah. I mean, I was excited, you know, like when it first came yeah. out. Like I was like, dude, freaking yes, we're gonna get Batman vs Superman. But I re, every time I rewatch this film, I'm like, I'm a little saddened that we didn't get more. Of, we didn't get another. We didn't get another one where it's like. A Another more, solo of him. And mellow down. He he's just Clark, um, like a stringer for a new station, trying to figure things out. Um, you know, and and lo- him Lois understanding who he is, him having to you know battle that that like little weird 
dynamic that is so quirky for Superman. That's true. Yeah, I, I think I've always I think <coughs> my not an issue. My one criticism criticism about Lois and how she was written. I just yes, Lois would figure out, and she always figures out that Clark is Superman, right? But I just felt like it was done way too fast. Like in this one, yeah, and well, and, yeah. and and we're and we're ripped away from that interaction of like of 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 Lois and Clark. You know, to, yeah, trying to figure yeah, 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 out yeah, yeah. we're ripped away that's neither here nor there that's not what this movie was you it, know yeah, set yeah, up yeah. for but i it, miss that yeah it is a little, i mean it would have been nice to have like man of steel um maybe you know maybe it was more so slightly different right we're doing another <laughs> real chums rewrite because <laughs> <laughs> imagine a three a three arc movie <coughs> i've imagined this <laughs> oh, give it to me give it to me give it to me i want to hear it no i think i think you you don't have her find that i think you find I think you have her gain that trust of of Superman saying that there is an alien among us. I don't know who he is. Right. Okay. But you 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 have super you have the Superman Lois relationship. In the second movie, right, they, they continue to build on that. Zod, is Zod in the first? He's still yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah let's keep Zod. Yep. In the second one, you continue to build on t- on, on top of that. But then you introduce Brainiac, okay? Who the this AI that managed to you know upload himself into other ways of survival um, <clears throat> and continues to challenge Superman's uh, identity and and Superman's purpose on Earth. Not necessarily a rehash, but Brainiac is an all-powerful, all-knowing AI that also, like Sod, has. Krypton's purpose in mind, and 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 then, <clears throat> but you have a Superman that has learned his lesson of no, I'm here for the people, yeah, right, and and I will fight for 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 the people, and and hopefully in this movie you 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 build that tension between Lois and Clark, and and you have more of that romantic element. I'm just a sucker for I'm just a sucker for like the Lois and Clark. Oh, me too. Romance. It's, I, it's, I, I am. Well, and I'm not gonna lie. Henry Cavill and Amy. I don't know. They, they. I felt like they had really great chemistry. They had great chemistry. And I'm like, I'm saddened that we didn't get more of it. Um, or that you know. Anyways, I just I, that would have been a great. That would have been great. I would have loved that. And, and then in the third movie, uh, you, you introduce Lex Luthor in the second one, right? Yep. But in the third movie, you really see Lex Luthor come into big play. Yeah. He Superman has has stood up for this for this world for its people and you have one individual who has such influence such a strong presence among humanity that wants to take him down right and 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 that's where you see him continue to struggle of am i doing the right thing for these people um yeah i just yeah i'm, I'm excited for the new superman superman legacy I I feel pretty confident that I f- I feel hopeful. Let me say that I feel hopeful um, that they're gonna do a really great job. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> I'm hopeful. I'm excited for it. I think again, James Gunn in our last episode, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but again, uh, I think James Gunn will do a great job. I really I really think so. I think he he cares about the characters. He cares about the characters. He cares about what they're doing. He cares about giving us meaningful stories he cares about make, wanting to make it feel rewarding for us as viewers and that's all we can ask for and i think he has 
now that he has done you know his trilogy with Guardians, I think he he learned uh, about where do I want my characters to go at the end of this, mm-hmm. right? I think he, I'm hoping he has a better understanding of, of, of the end from the beginning, yeah, right? And writing to that. Maybe not knowing all the little details, but he always talked about like he, he had an idea that this was, that the ending of, of Guardians was going to be rocket focused, right? Yeah. And, and maybe that's just him talking PR nonsense, you know? Uh, but I think he's learned that that yeah. you do need to have some kind of end insight, yeah. And not necessarily that once the third one comes out, then we're done with Superman. But mm-hmm. like having an, a, a, an idea, a mapped out idea of where you want your characters to right. go. Do you feel like the darker tone, the like, r- like the 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 crazy destruction, as well as like the you know like. In with that, the like broodingness of Clark and Superman, or because it's just Clark, it's Clark's broodingness, yeah, and Superman's coming to you know, like, where do you feel on that? Because I know that's a lot of people's perhaps like hiccups with it, you know, like I said, yeah. I mean, the thing about like this Superman when he is introduced to the world, he's introduced in handcuffs. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like he's introduced into into he comes in he comes into a into a space where he's being forced to to come in. Yeah, you know his hands are tied, um, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> um, but and and I mean I I mean uh, to me every time I think about it I'm like I would feel a little betrayed about the like you know like their you know him and it, I what I what I truly appreciate is the is the like two way mirror scene. Mm-hmm. he's with Lois and everyone's like there he's, and he, he just like lets him know I can see I'm he's like you are not in control yeah, yeah. but he doesn't he doesn't do it like and I think he's a little action with Lois like you know she's like you let him put handcuffs like whatever they makes <laughs> him feel safe yeah whatever makes him feel safe yeah I I, <coughs> I love that this Superman is is working to gain that trust right yeah and and because he's put into a situation where yeah his hands are tied but but like he 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 has no options. So he has to win them over in other movies or in other versions. He wins them over by a montage of him doing good things, yes. right? Saving the dog or saving yeah. a falling helicopter, whatever it is. In this movie, he, he, that's not the situation that he's put in. Yeah. He has to win them over by, yeah, handcuff me, sure. I'm going to tell you, though, that like you're not in control. You have to trust me just like I'm going to trust you but there has to be some kind of mutual agreement here, right? And I love, I love that scene where he, yeah, where he's in that two-way mirror. Um, I think, I think maybe my complaint is more, and I, I, I need to isolate my discussion of this movie, not thinking about Batman versus Superman and uh, Justice mm, League, mm-hmm. right? But like, I think when I first watched this, I was like, yeah, like, sure, he's that broodiness of him comes from. Of Clark comes from him growing up unsure of himself, not sure what he wanted to accomplish. Now he knows who he is, and if you see him at the end of of, of the movie, like he's he's Clark, like he's yeah, he, yeah. like he, this is a Clark that's more confident of who he is as a human being and what he's wanting to uh, achieve and 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 approach his his objectives. So yeah, there is those darker tones. I don't want to. I don't want to say grounded tones because grounded is such a yeah. giveaway. But I I really appreciate the direction that the movie took with this characterization of of Clark. I agree. I I think when it comes to 
Superman and Clark's um, characters, I think they did a phenomenal job. I think the last one of the last things before they cut to the title scene is he's like he's like why are you destroying my twenty twenty one million dollar freaking <laughs> surveillance? So he's like, well, um, you just gotta trust me. Yeah, and he's like, I want you got to convince Washington to, to trust me, and he's like, well, why? he's like, well, because I'm trusting you. You know, and th- like, and then we go, you know, with that little scene of him coming as the newspaper. He's like, "Well, how are you gonna, you know, well, I gotta get a job," which, hundred percent, is true. Yeah. Yes, you're a reporter. Literally, you gotta go do stories and you gotta go be in the, the thick of things and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which I still to this day lo- love. In any case, the the, to me, I think that the destruction that happened in this film, is like, is, diminished. Because of the next couple of movies, they yeah. don't. They don't like it. Isn't whereas the blip causes a huge impact for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Five years, people gone. You know, like the whole that whole thing is impactful, mm-hmm. right? This impact should have been like the huge. I mean, they kind of tried to do it with you know with uh, Bruce him in the opening sequence and you know that horse sort of thing it just wasn't enough in my opinion not just enough but he, this is this is this has been my rewrite that i've held on to the last 10 years okay <laughs> you ready yeah i would have loved keep it as is that last scene where he's talking to martha and they're visiting jonathan kent's yeah. uh, burial site right she's talking about how how um oh, your dad would have been so proud blah, yeah. blah blah look at the man that you grew up to be and Clark for him to say like yeah like I, I yeah he he saw like he witnessed whatever however mom i still cost all of this i i carnage. still oh yeah yeah metropolis is hurting because of me metropolis is hurting because of me i also took a man's life i would have loved just for him to like acknowledge what yeah. he did yeah he and he does i love the scene where you know he snaps him and he he lets like, out that scream yeah. and so much <sighs> anguish and pain but like then we then we just move on, right? I, I would have loved for him to like carry that guilt because his dad told him, no matter who you choose to be, good or bad, it's gonna have implications, ramifications on you and, and on society, right? And I would have just la- loved for him to have just a simple line of like, yeah, but look what I did. Look at the power the power that I have and look what I cost to happen. And perhaps have him try to redeem himself by never doing it again. Yeah. Or like, you know, trying, doing everything he possibly can to like prevent, you know, uh, whatever situation may, you know, come. Obviously, he's going to be able to, he, do, he you know, he's your man, he can do whatever, like he doesn't, he can stand in front of bullets and that sort of thing. But coming, you know, with, you know, even going the next thing with Batman and, and um, having that be even more impactful when Batman's coming at with him, coming at him. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't know. I like that. I, I agree. I, I think that's, I think that's just a good way to keep like audiences like happy. Maybe I think a lot of people were just pissed. Like, like he he does all destruction. He has like no remorse. And it's not that he doesn't have remorse. It's just that it's not acknowledged. Yes, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Right? And I think as a screenwriter, you could have just added a line or two to have your character acknowledge what he's done, the power he possesses. Um, and just like, just it's like a little wink to the audience, like, hey, we know he did this, like, but he's gonna grow and he's gonna be better, right? I think, I think that's just one way they could have kept. I feel like audiences at bay. Yeah, I feel like Bruce kind of carries the like in Superman v Super, uh, 
uh, Batman. He, they tried to bring Bruce in the fact that like he was the one that's trying to. He's like he wants to keep him in check. Yeah. And I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll eventually we'll get there. eventually get there. All right. Um, Are we on time? I could keep talking about this. Me too. <laughs> I mean, we're 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 right up on time. Um, I could keep talking about this. I think ultimately, this okay. I, I want to finish. Okay, go ahead. I just want to talk about Saad real quick. Yes. Michael Shannon is incredible. Dude, incredible. He is so good. He he brings such a such a menacing aspect to his character. And and again, a, a lot of it goes back to him being, you know, engineered to just be a soldier and, and protect Krypton, yeah, which is okay. what makes a great character. Like a good character is one that that has an a, a good villain is one that has a a purpose and an objective that they feel is right and pure yes. and, and, and righteous, yeah. right? Um, I just think he, he's so threatening. He's so good. I, I think I think I, the set design, or costume design with, with them, I love their, like, their, like, oxygen masks that come yeah. up and then turns black. Like, um, I mean, we can get this. It, does, it, does it fully hold up with CG? Mm. But you know what? I don't care because I'm committed. Yeah. And, and like, the fights hurt like watching these fights oh, yeah. and w- not only that but like watching them in tr- like there's a scene where fiora you old or whatever uh-huh. wrecks a whole squad unit of, <laughs> of freaking marines soldiers, or soldiers yeah. and it's like like f- flicking flies yeah and that to me like is like oh i love the action i love those sequences of, of like really showing what these superpowered beings can squat and, and destroy these these humans you know you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of when um is it in is it in infinity war you remember the guy in, in marvel who's got like the rings and there's like the they're like uh dr strange is fighting him iron man fights him spider-man's involved um he's like thanos is like oh well, is, he, is he like the bald yeah guy? yeah he's got like the like He's got the yeah. Yeah, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that whole scene, it like it felt similar. Like they had a similar like standoff where mm-hmm. like superpower beings versus other super super, uh, super beings. And like their kick the Thanos is like crew. He's like got three people, right? They're like there. And the Hulk is fighting the big dude. Anyways, that whole sequence was good. But then I can when I think about it, when I compare it to this sequence, not like the 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 brutality the brutality yeah that's the thing and i understand like like there's a level of like marvel and they're trying to like keep it like whatever but i think that if you're going to have you if you're going to have a character like thanos who's going to destroy the world and he's got a crew who's like his a-list crew mm-hmm. coming in to require uh, achieve something they tried to make him brutal but when i th- compare it to superman and zero zod's crew they're they're like freaking playing patty cake. Yeah, and there's there's something to be said about the level of threat to the level of like the villain and their commitment. Oh, hundred percent. There there are times still when I watch this movie and in those scenes where I go like oh like <laughs> I feel like oh I had to hurt. Yes, and and like I love that. I love that brutality and just rawness in their fighting style right yeah it is so aggressive it is so raw and and like yeah there are times where i just go like oh i'd hurt like if i was there no they're dead they're, they're dead. dead they're dead they're dead it's 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 really cool 
I, I want to talk about this, actually. Like, now that we're talking about the villains, it'll be interesting to see how they bring these characters back in the Flash. I know. Because I feel like Michael Shan- or Saad's uh, purpose in doing what he's doing it, it sits really well with me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he has gone on to say that in the Flash, the purpose is different. Mm. And, and that kind of is like... Oh, I know. Uh, that concerns but, me. But could it be that it's just a place that they can come colonize? Like, yeah. there is no, you know, there's no Clark. There is Korra. Kara, uh, yes, Kara. Um, the Kara. <laughs> just thinking of like freaking <laughs> the Airbender. Uh, anyways, um, no, we've got so we have the Flash. We the his, you know, it could be that he's coming to colonize, and they're like they're they've decided to say, try to save Krypton by finding a planet that's habitable. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's something that is. Oh, and then I'm excited to see how they play her character in a world that like you know she comes in like we know she's like trapped she's like a prisoner Mm -hmm. and like that could have been clark yeah you know i don't i don't don't know i'm really excited for flash like i'm trying to like i'm keeping i'm 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 trying to manage my expectations i've muted everything on twitter i don't want to know anything more like i'm just keeping it down here yeah but i'm excited for it i'm excited i I don't expect it to be okay. Let's. I want to end it with this. How? Where do you rank this? In in the in, DCEU? No, just rank it as a superhero movie. I I give this a solid like seven and a half. I I really enjoy this movie. I think. Uh, here's the thing. I think I I I had given it a higher rating when it came out, but now knowing what has happened in the last decade, yeah. I think. It's it is what it is. But as okay, as its own movie. Yeah. Don't, had, okay. Yeah. Had I, there not been any others, I think I would give this a solid eight to an eight and a half. I I would too. I I would actually I would do that as well. I think this movie could possibly go up in in like some of the best uh, super uh, comic book movies. Yeah. Um. I think the fact that they they took Superman where they took him, um, and they gave us. I mean, they gave us Krypton. They gave us Krypton. They gave us. Uh, I've. I always loved the approach that this is a a alien invasion movie with a superhero in it. Yes. Right. Like I. I love that approach. And when you see it like that, it it is frightening. It is scary. It is. It is a different take than what we've seen Superman in. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, that's what. That's what Iron Man sees. He sees this alien invasion. Yeah. And he's terrified. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think that what they did is they easily, you know, the, I mean, the world engine threatening the the entire world seeing this spaceship, the entire world looking to Superman and realizing what is he gonna do, yeah, and wanting him to do something so that they can, you know, they can save their own asses. Um, but at the end of the day, he comes in and he says, "Just have a little faith. I'm giving faith in you, and let's see what happens." And I agree. I think that like the one thing that could have made this a, a solid, a, like almost a perfect film, is if they acknowledged that his acknowledged that he realized that despite being who he is as as a being as a Kryptonian on Earth, mm-hmm. and being powerful, being strong, being something that could be hopeful for people, 
that he perhaps um, uh, personally is still flawed because he had to kill a person. Yeah. And thousands of, or thousands <laughs> of people possibly died yeah. due to um, his people. Due to, yeah, due to his, his heritage. Yeah. Who, who he is, right? Yeah. It's a good movie. I enjoy it. I, I love it. Henry Cavill's awesome. I just, it's a shame we won't see him again. Um, it really is. S- look, say what you will about the DCEU. Say what you will. But Zack Snyder and team knew how to cast. They did. They knew how to cast. And there's, there's something to be said about not only knowing how to cast, but just telling your own story. Yeah. Telling your own story. Yes, these, these, some of these films were, they just struggled. But if you look at the characters, every single time I watch them and I think about them as like these little snippets of like a film, they had they they did some phenomenal stuff with with character design or with uh, character development, character design, um, individual casting, and the way that each what of those characters were casted impacted each of the like performances. Yeah, and it is something I wish would have worked because it would have killed. It would have it would it should have killed. But because of bureaucracy and oh, <laughs> freaking bureaucrats, man, and, and we'll talk about this next week. Yes, yes. But yes, because of bureaucracy, we are where we are. We are. We are. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, we hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we would love it if you liked it and you like our commentary to consider subscribing on YouTube or to uh, uh, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. If you are so inclined and love our show, let us know. Why? With a couple stars, whether that be one, three, or five. More importantly, we want to hear from you. What is it that you like about Man of Steel? What is it that you don't like about Man of Steel? It came out 10 years ago. How do you feel about it? We want to hear from you. Uh, you can always get in touch with us via... Hold on. <coughs> uh, leave that in. No, it's kidding. <laughs> via email at your at Real Chumps or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube at Real Chumps. You can follow me and Danny. I'm on Twitter at Marstrosity, M-A-R-Z-T-R-O-S-I-T-Y. And I'm Rubio underscore TV. Join us next week as we discuss the DC Universe. And it's as our first breakdown episode. Uh, we're go- yeah, This is, this is going to be a big deal. <laughs> Marcel has been late night plotting, writing, rewriting. Uh, he's got, I mean, I, you know, he hasn't shown me to me, but I'm, I'm sure he's got one of those crazy like walls with like red lines, with red lines and, and, and just like, drawing. you know, like with a question mark, what happened? <laughs> Big old question mark. Why are we here? So uh, join us. It's going to be an awesome episode. I, maybe I'm hyping it up too no. much, but I'm really excited about this. Episode. We're going to do, we're going to do everything we can to make it the best it can be. Yeah. We'll see you guys. See ya.